natural healing is an evolving field with new discoveries coming forward every day. Join us to find out more about the products and methods that will work for you. Welcome to The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss, a program with honest information and straightforward talk that will help you take control of your health. Now, here's your host, Howard Strauss. Welcome to The Power of Natural Healing. This is Howard Strauss, your host, and uh, we're brought to you by Gerson Health Media. And uh, now joining us as a sponsor is the Max Gerson Foundation. I'll talk a little more about that later. Uh, we, uh, we, bring you, we bring you this information. This is information that you have learned, finally, to, uh, to understand is, is good for you uh, to, to uh, maintain your good health. And if you've lost your health, to recover it. And if you want to protect your children from the medical nightmare that is the, uh, that is the medical world today, um, you can protect them using this information. It's useful information. We want you to use it today to, to protect yourself. Today we're uh, going to be talking to one of our favorite uh, guests, and hopefully one of your favorites as well, uh, Dr. Andrew Saul, uh, Ph.D., uh, he has a Ph.D. in behavioral biology. He's an author, an educator, uh, clinical nutrition at the New York Chiropractic College. He is uh, the uh, he's the uh, formerly assistant editor of the Journal of Orthomolecular Medicine, editor in chief of the Orthomolecular Medicine News Service. He has authored uh, dozens of uh, dozens of publications, um, books. Um, documentaries. The latest documentary is That Vitamin Movie, and we'll talk more about that as well. He is, his knowledge is encyclopedic. His sense of humor is uh, delightful, and um, one of, absolutely one of my favorite conversations to have on any given day. Um, Dr. Saul, uh, Andrew Saul, I hope I may call you Andrew. Um, Howard, thank you. Um, welcome, a wonderful welcome, introduction. I appreciate yeah. it. Welcome, welcome to the power of natural healing. Thank you very much. It's a real joy to be talking to you and all the folks that you've been listening in on Howard's show has probably been one of the smartest things you can do. Um, this is one of the few opportunities, ladies and gentlemen, that you get to talk to someone that has actually seen it up close, walk to walk. Dr. Max Garrison's grandson, Charlotte Garrison's son, involved in natural healing for so long. So I'm happy to introduce our host because he's the one who's made this moment possible. So I thank you, Howard, for getting the word out there in a world that really needs some good nutrition. Well, thanks for the mutual admiration society. That's uh, that's great. I appreciate I appreciate the good words. Um, I. I I'm glad to have you on uh, because there is so much nonsense and misinformation and disinformation going around out there that um, that it's difficult to discern what's real and what's not. Mm-hmm. And unless you have some kind of a scientific background or some knowledge <clears throat> of physiology and um, and perhaps even health and uh, and nutrition. 
uh, it's difficult to say because you you get any any piece of information, any opinion you want, you can find on the internet, and somebody will be touting it. <laughs> well, what we can do is let's go back to basics. Let's take a real close look here at what people want to know. How do you cure disease? And the answer is you need to change your life. For years, and I've been in practice on teaching, educating, doing speaking and writing and all now for 42 years, and I've gotten this question an awful lot. What do I need to do to change my health for the better? What do I do for this? And my answer is always the same. You have to change your whole life. And that is not what everybody wants to hear, but that is the secret. That is the secret. You change your entire life. Everybody knows you should reduce your stress. Everybody knows you should exercise. Everybody knows you should eat better. And we ain't doing it. Well, and that's and that is the case, uh, and that's one of the most difficult things uh, to to uh, to get. And it's not just our culture, Andrew. It's it's people all over the world, um, uh, and mostly I concentrate uh, personally. I concentrate on nutrition and nutritional do's and don'ts um, based on uh, the the science that my grandfather uh, developed and uh, and forwarded. I'm so, so glad that I have that knowledge because here at 75 years old, and I'm 75 years old, at 75 years old, I'm in the best health of my life, not the worst, and uh, that's something precious few American men can say. Mm-hmm. But, so, uh, I, I have to go, I have to go to uh, Japan and tell them, uh, don't eat rice, don't eat fish, don't eat salt or soy. I, I have to go to uh, China and <laughs> say the same kind of thing. No, uh, no animal protein, no meat, no, no rice, no, uh, no beer. I have to go to uh, uh, France and say no wine, no, uh, no sausage, no, uh, no, no pastries, no butter. And Germ- Germany, no Wurst and uh, beer and so f- and, and the United States, you know, no burgers, no burgers, fries and uh, uh, and 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 beer. So it, I'm I'm really actually amazed that I haven't been lynched yet. <laughs> well, you know, when my children were very young, I was a very young man, a father at 22, and then a father again at 24. At the time, that didn't seem particularly young, but now it kind of does, especially in retrospect. <laughs> but yeah. I raised my kids, my spouse and I raised the children ovo-lacto-vegetarian, which means we did not eat meat and we did not eat junk food. We did take our vitamins. We could not afford organic, so I had a garden, and that's the best way to get organic anyway. It's fresher and cheaper and tastier and less work. But we did not eat meat. And that alone, this moderate stance where they still had cheese, they still had eggs, uh, this moderate stance made us a pariah when we went to gatherings. We'd go to a summer picnic with the in-laws and the outlaws, everybody in the big pavilion at the park, and everybody would be grilling this dead animal or that dead animal. And the 
I'm saying that with a, a, a smile. They weren't literally grilling roadkill. They were doing hot dogs and hamburgers. But, you know, no, that's, that's I, even worse. <laughs> well, I just told the kids it's, you know, dead cow, dead bird. You know, <laughs> but we we got the funny looks because we'd sit at our own little table and everyone else was at the other tables and they'd be having traditional picnic food and we'd be having what we now all know is healthier food for children, which is lots of fruits and lots of vegetables and lots of grains. They have bean burgers instead of uh, hamburgers and they would have good food and they would have cheese and they could still have the deviled eggs or the egg salad. Again, this is a very moderate position that we took. But we would catch it and people would look at us funny and even my own mother, God rest her soul, we'd go to visit my mother and she'd say, I don't know what to feed you people. Yeah, you now, people. <laughs> what I, yeah, what I like about that is that goes back to the Civil War. And if you've ever tried to get along with your family, any analogy to the Civil War is usually apt. Um, now, there, there, now there's, yeah. a, there's a contradiction in terms right there, don't you think? Well, it's assuming your family can be civil to you, yes. <laughs> civil and war. What war yeah. is civil? <laughs> well, off we go. How about uh, other oxymorons like military intelligence? Yeah, that exactly. <laughs> so m moving on, um, before we go too far afield, uh, my mother would say, I don't know what to feed you people. And you that's people, right. a phrase that General Robert E. Lee, the Confederate General-in-Chief, would use to describe the Yankees, the Union. He right. wouldn't call them the Union or the Federals. He'd call them those people. Right. So we were literally on the other side of a conflict, a conflict which we didn't even understand. It seemed logical to me that if you're raising your children, you should make sure they eat right. I didn't really think that needed an explanation. Uh, to me, it's self-evident. That's what my mom would want me to do. She would want me to feed my kids well, so I was. But she would say, we don't know what to feed you people. <laughs> and I said, look, mom, why don't you put out whatever you want and we'll eat whatever we like. Just put out whatever you want to, and we'll select from what's available. You don't have to go to any great lengths. There's always something at mom's house you can eat. I mean, there's always something. And finally, that's what, uh, that, what she did. This is a problem that people have today because it's not fashionable to eat right. When my daughter went to school, she would take her sandwiches on homemade bread. And the other children would ridicule her. They would make fun of her for having funny-looking bread. Yeah. And, all, and she was having homemade bread, which to me is absolutely the most desirable kind of bread imaginable. But uh, she would be ridiculed for it. Uh, this, is, this is how it goes. So well, you have to ridicule, keep in mind how tough it is. Ridicule is the, is the least of the problems nowadays. Um, yeah. If you step step out of uh, out of the norm or out of the acceptable norm, uh, ridicule is the least of your problems. You could you could have your children removed from your uh, from your custody. Uh, you could be jailed. You could you could be uh, uh, charged with crimes. All kinds of things. Now think about uh, anti-vaxxers. Right. Yes. A perfect example. And we were that as well. Just to let you know that I've lived through this, like so many folks listening to you, they're nodding their heads saying, yeah, man, that's weird. Why do we get in trouble for trying to be healthy? The same with vaccinations. I chose my wife chose with me. In fact, she drove the decision, not me. 
we decided to not have the children vaccinated because we looked into it and it seemed to us that vaccinations were at best uh, ineffective right. and at worst they were positively deadly. Yeah, absolutely um, right. So we took that stand as well. Now, you can just imagine how this played out at gatherings with the family. Mm -hmm. We were in a tough spot. Now, they're not eating meat and they're not getting shots. <laughs> yep. I mean, that, that's that's exactly that's the place I live, uh, Andrew, and, and I'm 100 percent with you. And people look at me as if I am uh, the devil incarnate. Um, I, I have to I have to just break in here for a moment, uh, Andrew, because we're coming up on a short break. Uh, can we hold that thought and discuss it on the other side? Certainly. Oh, great. Um, we're talking to uh, Dr. Andrew Saul, uh, Ph.D. in behavioral biology, uh, encyclopedic knowledge. Uh, he has raised uh, kids who were not only healthy but brilliant and productive and uh and and useful uh, useful characters and he is uh he, he is just a a fountain of information good information for you to use you to use to keep yourself and your family healthy we're brought to you by Gerson Health Media and the Max Gerson Foundation and more about that later uh, and uh, and and we uh, we urge you to look in on uh, on the Max Gerson Foundation at maxgersonfoundation.org. Maxgersonfoundation.org. Site is under construction right now. We'll be back right after this short break. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. This is your host, Howard Strauss, and I want to let you know about the special offers we have just for you on the earthing products. The first includes a bed pad, an earthing mat, the earthing book, and all of the accessories you need. Together, these items sell for more than $300, but you can buy them now for $199. To see this kit and all of the Earthing specials, visit our website at gersonmedia.com slash earthing. Again, that's gersonmedia.com slash earthing. Today's woman faces a stressful world when it comes to staying healthy. We are bombarded by media messages with contradicting ideas about fitness and nutrition. We need to keep our diet, relationships, and stress in check. It's time to get the right message and have the most fun. Join hosts Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutan, and Michelle Fenighaus for Healthy View Radio. It's health and happiness in one show every Thursday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. Everything is energy. It's all connected. Your energy can be seen as the foundation for your life and impacts all areas of living. Do you realize that your thoughts have the power to affect how you show up? Tune in for Healthy Energy with Margot, featuring host Margot Nielsen. Margot and her guests will show you that connecting to your energy is vital to your health, relationships, money, and more. Listen live every Monday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness.
You are listening to The Power of Natural Healing with your host, Howard Strauss. To be a part of our discussion this week, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at gersonmedia.com. And now, back to The Power of Natural Healing. Welcome back to The Power of Natural Healing. Thank you for staying with us, folks. Uh, This is Howard Strauss, your host, and uh, we're brought to you by Gerson Health Media and the Max Gerson Foundation. Uh, Gerson Health Media can be reached at gersonmedia.com, and we invite you to uh, look in and uh, check out all the great uh, literature, DVDs, uh, booklets, books, and, uh, and, and testimonials that there are on that site. Uh, it's a fountain of good information and uh, information you can use today. You don't have to wait until tomorrow or next week or next month. As a matter of fact, I hope you don't. Um, you can use that information today to improve and protect your good health. We're talking to Dr. Andrew Saul today, and Dr. Saul has an encyclopedic knowledge about health, physiology, biology, everything from agriculture to vitamins to uh, uh, human nutrition and behavior. And uh, he's sharing uh, some of his wonderful techniques that he used to raise a healthy and and uh, a well-rounded and intelligent uh, bunch of kids. And uh, uh, Andrew, uh, thanks for uh, thanks for st- staying with me. We were talking about vaccinations earlier and your determination not to participate in the craziness about vaccinations. Well, that's it exactly. It seemed crazy to me every time we went to the pediatrician. They just wanted to get out a needle, and I don't think pa- pediatrics should consist of uh, giving lots and lots of shots. The number is going up all the time. It's twice what it was when my kids were good. Of course, this was some forty years ago. But the the reason we did not want to vaccinate was not because we didn't want healthy children. It's because we did want healthy children. And in looking into it, we saw that nutrition and vitamins and avoiding medical care as much as possible, avoiding physicians when possible, avoiding drugs and avoiding vaccinations was actually better and safer. The more we read the more we had confirmation. Nowadays, with the Internet, it's very easy. It's very easy to find out more information on the dangers of vaccination. I would love vaccines to work. I really would. I like the idea. I really like the idea a lot of getting a shot and never getting sick. I think that is a terrific idea. Of course, it doesn't pan out very well. I love the idea, if you're depressed, that you just take a pill and your depression's gone. That sounds wonderful, but it doesn't work like that. It just doesn't. Little children learn at a young age that no one will buy mud pies. And what we have now is a very strange situation. There is no money in health. There's a lot of money in disease. So if you raise your kids without shots, you're considered to be a bad parent. Whereas if you have your kids get shots and they get some dreadful side effect like encephalitis or autism or heaven knows what else, You can't even sue the manufacturers and the government, if you can get this through at all, will give a relatively small compensation. With autism, they won't even hear the case anymore. So I consider it to be bad parenting to put your kid at risk for autism. I consider it to be bad parenting to put your kid at risk 
for um, liver failure by giving them Tylenol. I think it's a bad idea to have your children taking medication because they have too high cholesterol, which is now being recommended for kids under the age of 10 that are already overweight, already have high cholesterol. As a teacher and a parent, I think it's a bad idea to give stimulant drugs like Ritalin to little tiny children or even middle-sized children or even large children in high school because of behavior issues, some of which are nutritional, some of which are the way they're being raised, and some of which they'll grow out of anyway, and none of which are going to be really fixed by giving a drug, a drug which in itself is dangerous. Read up on the side effects of Ritalin. You won't like it. Read up on the side effects of fluoride in water. If you actually read, you will be surprised what you see. Read up on what happens if you have too much meat in your diet. The constipation, the slower transit time of the food and waste in the colon, the increase in risk of heart, risk of heart disease, of diabetes, of cancer. If you look into these things, you will be a plant-based, no shots, avoid the doctor person. You'll do it because it's safer. You'll do it because it works. Well, you remember- and that makes that makes you an outcast. You you remember the, uh, the 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 apocryphal story about the fellow who said uh, I read uh, I keep reading that uh, smoking causes cancer and his friend says well what are you going to do he says well I'm going to stop reading so uh, people people just <laughs> people just have been so propagandized that they shut out. Uh, information that is uh, that, that is contradictory to what they're saying, to what they they believe, to, to what the to, to what the propaganda, the loud voices in their uh, in their media are uh, shouting at them, and uh, unfortunately that has given given rise to uh, some very very unfortunate things, especially in our political life. It's the same thing. Uh, they they refuse to. Uh, read and absorb information, and and the end result for them is is very bad, and they refuse to see that it's bad. And this is the case for health, for nutrition, for vaccination, for fluoridation, for uh, and for our political system. It's the the whole. Uh, that's that's the zeitgeist of the United States. Well, that sums it up pretty well. Uh, we do see things similarly, and I think that's not because we're, we're both crazy, which is, of course, a possibility, but I think it's because we have enough gray hair, and we've taken a long time to look at this six ways from Tuesday. Once again, I really would like the medical system to work, and I think it will work as long as we fundamentally avoid it. The best way to put this is supermarkets. Now, when I was a kid, I loved going to the A&P. That was the supermarket. The A&P, uh, which seemed like a huge store by today's standards, they were just tiny little places. But we'd go to the A&P in the summertime, and I remember two things. The first was the electric eye. And there was this white electric eye, and when you went in front of it, the doors opened automatically. Well, we would stay up there and make that thing work for at least an hour if our parents would let us, which they did not. We, we were able to work it maybe three or four times going out to get our hat, or we've got something in the car, or I have to go outside because I dropped my, uh, my slinky, or whatever it is. But once we were done with the electric eye, we then reveled in the blast of subarctic air. 
that was in the air conditioning. I mean, it was about 40 degrees in that store, and we loved it. So to me, the supermarket was a blissful place. It had a cool electric eye door. It was nice and comfortably cool, so it was really, really cool. And it had all this food. And when I was a kid, I wanted nothing but junk food. I wanted desserts and candy and, and, and fast food. That's all I wanted. My parents were, of course, good parents, and they wouldn't let me do that, at least not when they were watching. So the idea of a supermarket is wonderful. Look at all that food. You know, there are people in other countries, ladies and gentlemen, that don't have supermarkets. I was in Africa years ago, and I actually went in a supermarket, and there weren't many. And in the supermarket, the shelves were three quarters empty. They would have four or five cans of canned milk. And over here, about four feet away, there'd be four or five packages of some box food. And over here, there'd be maybe six or eight cans of vegetables. And the place was striking because it looked like they were having a going out of business sale about a year ago. And they just closed the doors. That's how pitiful it was. So the idea of abundant food at low prices, convenient, ready, attractive, is fabulous. The problem is the stuff that's in the supermarket is so bad for you that once you get in there, you think you don't even have a choice anymore because it's all crummy. Well, the good news is that's not true. More and more supermarkets are carrying organic food. And the reason they're carrying it is because we're buying it. You vote with your dollars. You drive the market by buying the good stuff. The other thing that you're noticing more and more now with supermarkets is that there are people that are following the advice of Dr. Carlton Fredericks. Now, Dr. Fredericks, a Ph.D., who had a famous radio show uh, out of New York City, uh, the big nutritional radio show in the United States uh, back in the uh, 60s and 70s. Fredericks was constantly talking about health foods and nutrients and how healthy they are and how bad junk food is and how bad sugar and white bread were. Constantly getting in trouble with, guess who? The sponsors. Now, he was not using foul language. He was not making political comments. He was not making religious comments. He was simply making nutritional comments and saying that most processed food, most supermarket food is bad for you. So one lady called up and said, Dr. Fredericks, I don't have a choice. I live in the city. I really don't have room or time for a garden. And I have to go to the supermarket. What should I do? And he said, well, that's easy, ma'am. You just follow around any housewife, follow around her and her cart, and don't buy anything she does. <laughs> <laughs> Easier said than done. <laughs> well, it is until I tried it. And I did a lot of supermarket shopping. On my way home from work, I was the one who did the shopping because my wife was home with the youngest or, or even both of them. And I would just pick up the groceries. And I found that Dr. Fredericks was right. Uh, I would not buy what other people bought, and instead I would buy brown rice, and I'd buy legumes, peas, beans, and lentils, and I'd buy vegetables and fruits and uh, good things and raw materials and nuts and all kinds of stuff like that, things that are better for you. This is how far it went. When my son was old enough to come with me shopping, that changed everything because it was so much more fun. I'd plunk him down in the cart. He was about, I don't know, two and a half, three maybe. 
And he'd sit in the little cart like kids do, and he really liked this because he got to ride up and down the aisles. And we were going down the meat aisle once, and he's looking at these red, red packages and cello uh, wrap and plastic wrap. And he's looking at all of these red packages as we go by. And he says, what's that, daddy? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, um, oh, that's that's meat. And he thought about it and he said quite loudly, we don't eat meat, do we, daddy? Oh, that's great. <laughs> and, and I and I'm trying to hurry along and push that cart a little faster. And you can hear him in produce the other side of the store at this point. And then he lets out the ultimate wise comment from a three-year-old. We don't eat meat. We're not Italian. <laughs> now, he meant to say we're vegetarian. But right. it wasn't a, a racial comment. It wasn't a political comment. It wasn't an ethnic comment. It was a little child who he would call things by little kid names and vegetarian was not Italian. Uh, Andrew, uh, we're coming up on a, We're rapidly coming up on a break. Uh, I need to cut it off uh, just in, in a moment here. Um, this is uh, this is Howard Strauss, uh, your your host for the Power of Natural Healing. Uh, we're talking with Dr. Andrew Saul, and um, and and we're we're just having a, a wonderful time. Um, please stay with us. We'll be back right on the other side of this short break. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. There is a difference in health and wellness programs. There can be mainstream programs, and then there is something extra. That something extra is called tips to keep you healthy, happy, and motivated with your host, Kristen Harper. If you want to hear some behind-the-scenes talk radio when it comes to health and wellness, the why as well as the how, be sure to tune in each week. This show will inspire you to be healthy and happy for life as well as become the best version of yourself. Listen Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health and Wellness. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health and Wellness. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to The Power of Natural Healing with your host, Howard Strauss. To be a part of our discussion this week, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at gersonmedia.com. And now, back to The Power of Natural Healing. Welcome back to The Power of Natural Healing. Thanks for staying with us, folks. 
This is Howard Strauss, your host. Uh, we're brought to you by Gerson Health Media and and uh, the Max Gerson Foundation. Uh, the uh, the new uh, name we've uh, added to uh, the Cancer Research Wellness Institute. Um, uh, Dr. Saul is uh, one of our favorite guests. He's an encyclopedia of knowledge about nutrition, about uh, uh, about raising kids, about physiology and, and biology, uh, and um, and we just love to have him on. Uh, Andrew, I'm sorry I interrupted you before. Uh, we had to come up on a break. Um, do you want to continue that story, or do you want to uh, go on about uh, how to get good uh, good food um, if, you, if, if you don't want to go shopping all the time for organic, uh, and, and what you can do with the food, uh, like juicing? Yeah, there's just no end to this. Uh, the simplest thing to do is to have a garden. If you have any space at all, and I mean any space at all, any little grassy spot with a little bit of sun, hopefully six hours of sun, eight would be better. You can grow tomatoes, you can grow lettuce, you can grow all kinds of stuff. You have one zucchini plant and you'll have zucchini. You scratch <laughs> you scratch a, a line in the ground and throw in lettuce seed, walk on it and come back in five weeks and you'll have lettuce. Grow leaf lettuce, it's easy, it's better for you. And um, you can get the seed for practically nothing. You go to these low price stores, whether they're dollar stores or discount stores, you can buy inexpensive uh, lettuce seed. Zucchini, like I said, is very prolific. You can grow bush green beans. They are very, very simple to grow. They improve the soil as they grow, so they're actually a form of fertilizer. Tomatoes, you can grow in pots. You can grow them anywhere at all. I've planted uh, well, my daughter gave me extra tomato plants one year. She had more than she needed, and I thought, <laughs> so I just went all around the yard, and I just stuck tomato plants everywhere. Now, I figured some of them probably wouldn't make it, but I was surprised how many did. So now I have tomato plants not just in my garden, but they're all over the yard in various spots. Same with kale. Anybody can grow kale. And I mean anybody, because it grows itself. I have Russian kale, which the name implies, and you guessed it, this stuff is really, really tough. It goes through the winter, and it comes up again. It is basically uh, going to flower in its second year. Flowers on kale? Yeah, broccoli will flower also. So if you let them winter over, you pick it, and then you leave the root and the stem, and it looks like it's dead as a doornail. But when the snow clears, remember, I'm right across the lake from Canada in upstate New York. This stuff will come back again and again, and it will seed itself. And I have kale over the yard as well. So I have free kale, free tomatoes. Oh, let's talk about potatoes. If anybody buys potatoes, once in a while, you'll, you'll get a batch that hasn't been chemically treated or irradiated six ways from Tuesday. And you'll have potatoes that will still go bad, in quotes, and have those little eyes or little sprouts. Well, anything that has sprouts will grow, so just throw it in the ground. And I plant my potatoes in the fall. Most people don't do that. They plant them in the spring. Not me. I collect potatoes that have eyes from family members that don't want them, and then I plant them. I just plant them, and most of them will come up the following spring. To ensure that this is likely, use the raised bed garden, you have better drainage, and you'll have less rot. Potatoes are so easy to grow. Kale, lettuce, 
beans, tomatoes, these are all really, really easy to grow. So is spinach, broccoli, beets, Swiss chard. These things are simple. They're good for you. And not only are they healthy, but the taste, that's the real reason. The taste is so tremendous. So you're saving some money, you're getting some exercise, and you're getting something that really genuinely tastes good, and it's good for you. Now, this is a win, 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 win. It just doesn't get better than that. So I urge everybody to do your gardening, even if you only have a small area. You can even grow stuff in a window box, or maybe you have an allotment. Maybe you have a, a piece of land that you can go to. Maybe you want to start a community garden. My good friend Rob Smith at the University of Pennsylvania, who is a retinal physiologist at the medical school there, is very active in community gardening. So he's got gardens going in downtown Philly, in some of the rougher neighborhoods, too. They've got community gardens going. This is just perfect. What a great way to do it. I'd like to see prisons have gardens. First of all, the inmates have little to do. They might as well get some exercise and learn a trade, get some sun, some vitamin D. Maybe they'd have less pneumonia, um, tuberculosis as well as pneumonia. I taught in two state penitentiaries, and this was years ago. It's probably worse now, but even back then, one in eight inmates had tuberculosis. Wow. And I think it's much higher now. And not only that, it's disease-resistant TB. Now, guess what's good for people with TB? Lots of sunshine, which is why in the old days, the sanitariums focused on getting people in the sun. And lots of fresh, raw food. Ooh, wow, garrison therapy inside prisons. Now, there's a concept. Well, there's a, uh, there's a book, actually, called Diet, Crime, and Delinquency, which connects nutrition uh, to actually uh, right, right, connects it directly to uh, criminal behavior and uh, and to uh, prison populations, and and the, apparently somebody who understood this tried to do an experiment with um, uh, wanted to do an experiment with providing the, the prisoners with good food choices not even forcing them to eat good food but giving them good food choices and was prevented from doing so by the by the prison uh, management because they preferred people not to uh, not to be healthy uh, to have uh, a bad criminal behavior uh, and to be violent with each other to keep them under control. Yeah, the theory, unfortunately, is still push the lid on the garbage can down harder. Yeah. And I am not unrealistic on this. I taught inside of a medium security men's facility, and I taught inside of a woman's max. And I have seen it, and here's what I'm here to tell you. The state is doing us a real favor putting most of these people away. I am not saying that they didn't do it. I'm not saying they should be coddled. I'm simply saying save yourself some money, taxpayers, because medical care is just as expensive inside a prison as it is outside, and you are paying for it. Now, if you want to save some money, you need healthy prisoners. Why not put them to work? You've got all these people. You've got a whole lot of land. Why not put them to work? 
they'll be healthier, they'll, it probably will help them have better thinking, uh, they'll have more confidence, they'll learn a trade, they'll do something useful, and they'll have the self-respect that they're going to need because here's the next kicker, folks. Nine out of 10, probably 99 out of 100 inmates are going to be released. The only question is when. Where I worked, the average sentence was one to two years. There are some prisons where the sentences are longer. You may even hear of things like life with parole, or without parole rather, a life sentence without parole, or even execution. But that is a small number of people that will never come out. The vast number of prisoners, even those convicted of the most serious crimes, are going to come out in three years, five years, 12 years, 19 years. They're going to come out and they're going to come back to your community sooner or later. Now, do you want them to come back with TB that's drug resistant? Do you want to come back better criminals because they hung around other criminals and they're all malnourished and they didn't have anything to do but learn about crime? I've had prisoners tell me that Prisons are places where you learn how to not get caught next time. Well, we can change this. We can change it by doing the most basic thing that all humans need. We can simply feed them better and the behavior improves. There have been two, not one, but two studies in Britain. And they found that when inmates had better diet, they had fewer violent episodes. There was less violence in jail. There were huge improvements, 30% reduction in violence simply by feeding prisoners proper food. That saves you money. That is good. <laughs> and, and to say nothing about recidivism, you, you mentioned that uh, uh, earlier, you, you said that uh, it's, it's, it's coming up on harvest time, isn't it? Well, it is. And it should be harvest time in prisons as well. Um, remember, the labor is free, folks. <laughs> let's, let's get on with it. Um, no matter how you look at this, it's a win-win. I think that when we teach our children how to grow their own food and where their food comes from. We're doing them a big favor. My daughter and my son did not like indentured servitude in the garden when they were children. They had to go out and pick beans and pick tomatoes and help me spread the mulch. And I would pay them to scour the neighborhood for bags of grass clippings, which we would use as mulch. I know that's not ideal mulch, but uh, it's better than nothing. And it gets you started. Uh, pretty soon, uh, the neighbors started keeping their grass clippings and <laughs> composting and mulching themselves. So that was an interesting way to educate the world. <clears throat> you have um, such an educational benefit. My daughter and my son appreciate the fact now, they didn't when they were pre-adolescents or teenagers, but now they appreciate the fact that they know where their food came from. They know where it came from. They know about nutrition. Uh, one year, my daughter, when she was in college, uh, she said, Dad, I do not want a juicer for Christmas. And two years later, she asked me for a juicer for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, we're coming up on a, another break. May I break in here for a moment? Certainly. Okay, great. 
this is Howard Strauss, your host for The Power of Natural Healing. Uh, we're talking to Dr. Andrew Saul, uh, a veritable fount of information about everything from uh, agriculture to nutrition to, uh, to, to criminal statistics and human behavior. Um, and, uh, and, and a wonderful, wonderful source of information about keeping and raising your children healthy. And, uh, and and your and your community and your um, your culture uh, healthy. Uh, it takes a little more work than if you're uh, than if you're taking opening a can, but in the long run, it's so much less work than taking care of a sick child. So uh, stay with us um, and and look in on GersonMedia.com. GersonMedia.com for literature on uh, on good health, on eating nutrition, and uh, recovering your good health. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you tired of the healthcare system only treating your symptoms and never addressing the root cause? Discover how integrative medicine can resolve health issues through dietary and lifestyle changes and the use of natural supplements. Increase your energy, memory, mood, immune system, sexuality, and more. Join Dr. Sunil Pai and Maureen Sutton to help you take back your health with natural, evidence-based solutions. Tune in every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness Channel. Do you ever have an off day? Or is your life positive and uplifting? Making Life Brighter is a forum for positive, inspired, and contemplative thought, showcasing experts in their fields, including authors, musicians, and artists. Your host, Winifred Adams, will bring to life topics to stimulate and make your life brighter. We want to hear from you. Be sure to tune in Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Health & Wellness Channel. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to The Power of Natural Healing with your host, Howard Strauss. To be a part of our discussion this week, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at gersonmedia.com. And now, back to The Power of Natural Healing. Welcome back to the power of natural healing. Thank you for staying with us, folks. I appreciate you, your, uh, your your listening. Uh, we've been talking to doc, Dr. Andrew Saul, uh, a wonderful uh, fountain of information about uh, a vast variety of uh, uh, vast variety of, of, of subjects, uh, and uh, an author on many subjects, and uh, co-author and an author of over 200 publications with a, uh, w- w- with a um, website called uh, DrYourself.com. Um, he has also uh, taken part in ThatVitaminMovie.com, and uh, he is ed- editor-in-chief of the Orthomolecular Medicine News Service. A wonderful, wonderful, knowledgeable, intelligent uh, man and uh, with a great sense of humor. I love him. 
um, and one of our favorite guests, and I hope one of yours too. Uh, Andrew, uh, we were we were talking uh, about uh, we we're talking about the. Uh, the, the the disconnect between our authorities and uh, and the uh, and the science of nutrition and food and uh, and health um, for for a long long time our food and drug administration which is now admittedly uh, the um, under the total control of the pharmaceutical industry has been trying to take vitamins off the market. Now, taking vitamins off the market is a an anti-health, anti-survival um, uh, kind of activity. Why would our FDA want to do that? Well, it could be that it's just money. It could be that it's genuine evil. But I think it's, it's just ignorance. I think that when you look into it for yourself, you'll realize the authorities are wrong. And I... Recall it was Bertrand Russell who said that. He said, never take too much stock in what an authority says because a contrary authority can always be found. And Linus Pauling also said, when an elderly distinguished person speaks, listen politely, but don't believe him. Make up your mind for yourself. This is what I did. This is what I suggest you do. And this is why my website is called Doctor Yourself. I think it's important that we have medication for very few people and education for absolutely everybody. And we've got just the opposite. We've got a whole country on medication now and animals as well, pets as well as people. It's getting out of hand. So we need education more than medication, and we're getting lots and lots of medication. I'm sorry, I said that wrong. We have medication more than education. We need education. So DrYourself.com, which is free and peer-reviewed, is available to everyone. I invite you to go there. It's easily searchable. You'll see my books there because I am an author, but I do not sell any products. I do not sell any juicers or health products or vitamins. I don't even sell my own books at my website. They're listed because people want to know about all the translations, and we have the images and the reviews there for you. You mentioned the Orthomolecular Medicine News Service. The Orthomolecular Medicine News Service is at orthomolecular.org. And if you have trouble spelling orthomolecular, just punch it into Google or Yahoo, and they'll do the spell checking for you. At orthomolecular.org, you can sign up for the Orthomolecular Medicine News Service. It is free. We've done over 200 of these for the last 14 years. They are peer-reviewed. Our Medical Advisory Review Board has almost 39 members. These are scientists and physicians who actually use nutritional medicine. So you're getting a good, authoritative, quality publication. The Orthomolecular Medicine News Service is free by email. It is non-commercial. There is no advertising. And your mailing information, your email, is kept strictly confidential. We practice the golden rule. I don't want to be spammed. We're not going to spam you. So the Orthomolecular Medicine News Service has a release. It just went out, just yesterday, in fact, talking about this latest push to try to stop people from getting their vitamins. And they're disparaging vitamins, again, nothing new in my opinion. I've seen this so many times. Oh, yeah, they've been doing it for years. 
And it's not going to change anytime soon. So what we do is we don't get mad. We get even. We put out our latest release, Dietary Supplements Under Attack Again. And this is a very, very detailed commentary on vitamin A and on vitamin D, as in Doug, and vitamin C, as in Charles. Outsta- and we- outstanding, by the way. Uh, I get those, and uh, and I read them with great, great interest and uh, a great appetite. So, uh, Right, so here's the kicker. We have the U.S. Department of Agriculture's actual statistics. We found and printed all of the things that they say we're inadequately consuming. And our nutrient levels, they're right here. Vitamin A, the percent of U.S. population with inadequate intake, and this is the government talking now, the USDA, not the FDA, but the Department of Agriculture. Um, The government says 54% of us get inadequate vitamin A, 42% of us get inadequate vitamin C, 86% of us get too little vitamin E as an eddy, Uh, 81% of us, I'm sorry, um, 26% of us don't get enough vitamin B6 pyridoxine, 40% of us don't get enough folic acid, and that's actually added to foods. Nine, um, 50, there it is, 57% of us don't get enough magnesium, 29% of us don't get enough zinc, and 92% of us don't get enough potassium. And potassium is one that's dead easy. You eat fruits and vegetables and you're done. So the USDA is telling us we're malnourished, while the media is telling us that vitamins give you expensive urine. Right. This is amazing. It is absolutely amazing. It is it is literally genocide. So go to the Orthomocter Medicine News Service and read the one from August 31, 2018. And this commentary, we have the charts, the details, the rebuttal. It's right there. Print that one out and show that to the people you love. And or, that's, prob- that's, that's orthomolecular.org. Org. O-R-G. Or just do a search for Orthomocular Medicine News Service, and if that doesn't work, do a search for me, for Andrew Saul, and you will go to my website, Doctor Yourself, and we have a direct link from Doctor Yourself to orthomolecular.org. So this information is being hidden in plain sight. It's right there, ladies and gentlemen. Our own government knows, publishes, and admits that our diets are terrible. Vitamin supplements are the solution, not the problem. Having expensive urine, hey, you want expensive urine? You just take a pharmaceutical drug or two or three or four. I have a friend who was taking pharmaceutical drugs for a serious illness. They were $1,000 a pill. Amazing, amazing. Andrew, we're coming up on the end of our, uh, end of our time here. And uh, you've been just absolutely amazing, absolutely amazing on this interview, and I hope everybody appreciates it as much as I do. Well, thank you, Uh, Howard. And we can keep it going, too, because I have a Facebook page, 
And for people that want to chime in and see what the discussions are and see posts that we do frequently, recently, we just put one up on how to cure restless leg syndrome without drugs. We have a link to the rebuttal that I just described from the Orthomucker Medicine News Service. We have a picture of John Cleese doing a silly walk. We have a picture of Ward <laughs> Cleaver telling the beaver that some people go through their whole life trying to prove that things that are good for them are wrong. So don't fall for that. Listen to TV dad Ward Cleaver. Don't listen to people that tell you that things that are good for you are wrong. <laughs> Andrew, Andrew, your Facebook page is uh, under your name? It could be under my name, and it's also under The Mega Vitamin Man. The All me- one word. The Mega the- Vitamin Man. Well, that's the mega fabulous. vitamin man. That's fabulous. Look in on it, people. You will get great information. Andrew Saul is the best. Andrew, thank you so, so much for spending your time with us and for passing this great information. We very, very much appreciate it. This is Howard Strauss, your host for The Power of Natural Healing. Listen in again next week for another fascinating uh, interview. Until then, stay healthy. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss. Please join us again next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until that time, have a healthy, happy week.